In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You may be seated. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, this evening, on this Christmas Eve, on this Eve of the Nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us consider together three things. Number one, who it was that was born, two, the circumstances into which he was born, and three, why he was born. Number one, who was it that was born? Kids, help me out. Who was born? Who are we celebrating? There we go. Good answer. Well, Jesus. Duh. You know. But who is Jesus? A teacher? A healer? A prophet? A priest? A king? Well, yes. He is all those things. But he's not merely those things. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the book called The Last Battle, which is the final installment in the Chronicles of Narnia series by C.S. Lewis, Queen Lucy says, once in our world, a stable had something bigger in it than the whole world. Colossians chapter 1 says this of Jesus. It says, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. Brothers and sisters, that's who is in the manger. The one in the manger was and is God, God incarnate, God in human flesh, the one in whom all things hold together. So as the Blessed Virgin Mary held her baby boy in her heart, in her arms on that oh holy night, he held her and the world and all things together. Number two, the way in which Christ entered the world, as we heard, was miraculous and glorious, born of a virgin, announced and adored by angels. Yet his birth is marked by lowliness and humility. Contra this worldly kings, and there's a contrast in Luke, between Caesar Augustus, the emperor of Rome, and the king of kings, lord of lords, born in Bethlehem. 
So contra this worldly kings, he was not born in a palace in the capital city of the empire, but rather in a cave in a little town called Bethlehem. He was not at his birth attended to by royal servants and laid in a crib of gold, but rather he was born among the beasts of the field and laid in the trough from which they feed. Our Lord was not adorned in purple silk, but wrapped with strips of cloth. As St. Paul writes, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Which brings us to why Jesus was born. St. Ambrose of Milan writes this. He says, he was a baby and a child, so that you may be a perfect human. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes so that you may be freed from the snares of death. He was in a manger so that you may be in the altar. He was on earth that you may be in the stars. He had no other place in the inn so that you may have many mansions in the heavens. He, being rich, became poor for your sakes, that through his poverty you might be rich. Therefore, his poverty is our inheritance and the Lord's weakness is our virtue. He chose to lack for himself that he may abound for all. Why was Jesus born? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. As we confess in the Nicene Creed, for us, and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. The very name Jesus means the Lord saves. Matthew 1.21, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And how was it, how is it that we are saved from our sins? By his blood poured out in death on the cross. Jesus in John chapter 12, he's an adult now. He's drawing close to his suffering, to his passion, to his crucifixion. And he's praying and he says, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause... I came unto this hour. Jesus was born so that by his incarnation, by his death and his resurrection, we could be forgiven of our sins and have a life in him. And that Jesus was to be the Savior in this way, that he was to, through his sacrificial death, we would have life. This is embedded 
into the infancy narratives that we find in Scripture. Even at his birth, he is the crucified and risen Jesus, born, tradition tells us, in a cave, picturing the tomb in which he would be laid and from which he would arise. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes, foreshadowing the cloth that he would be buried in. Laid in a manger, a feeding trough, is the bread of life, the one who would give his flesh for the life of the world. Amidst ox and donkey is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The one born in Bethlehem, the one whose birth we celebrate, is again the one through whom and for whom all things were made. And you are one of those things. You were made for him, to know him, to be united to him, to become like him, to share in his life. But on account of sin, we were separated from him. We were cut off from the divine life, cut off from our reason for being. And so in love, God in Christ by the Spirit rescued us. Jesus rescued us by his incarnation, his death, his resurrection, and ascension. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. It's about Jesus, the God-man, Savior, King of the world, in whom we find forgiveness, in whom we find hope, in whom we find peace, in whom we find joy, in whom we find love. Jesus, in whom we have life, and to whom, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, be all honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen.